TNT season two, season one kind of flu. Throw on TNT if you're feeling kind of blue. The Bible speaks the truth. It'll bring life to you. God holds our lives together, stuck together like some glue. PDB and Josie J on the podcast today. We're starting season two. Yeah, we didn't come to play. With the word of God at our backs, yeah, we're going to fly away. You better kick back. Relax. Season two starts today. Uh, <laughs> let's go let's go <laughs> we are welcome back. back everybody welcome back it's been a, a nice interlude intermission yeah i think a couple important things have happened and <laughs> and uh peter and i's lives yeah. and i don't know if i don't know maybe we should we should share a little bit for our listeners yeah um we have some returning listeners and everything like that uh, before we go into season two, we've we've briefly talked about the goals for season two and our ideas, but yeah, first let's give a, a little life update. So, Peter, do you want to start, or I can start? You should probably start. Yours is maybe a little bit, little bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, maybe yeah. because it's it's solidified and everything. Right. But um, the kind of the purpose that we had a break was obviously, well, obviously season one was coming to an end, so we wanted to have a break to kind of reflect and look over the podcast and see where we can improve, um, see what we could change. We've been having some ideas that will kind of come up over the weeks, but we've never had an actual set amount of time to actually like dedicate to looking at how we can make this better and a more professional production. So that's what we want to do for you guys listening this season is to make it more professional, make it a, a polished product, consumable, True North Talk season two. Um, but we had some time away for that. And I was in the middle of a pretty crazy season in my life. It's still a little bit crazy, still adjusting, but, uh, we had, I was, in, I was engaged at the time. I'm now married. I got married two weeks ago on this day. Um, it was actually ending about this time, about two weeks ago on the, on the dot. Yeah. When we're recording um, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And Peter was my best man at the wedding. So, um, Peter, do you want to have, share like a, a brief kind of rundown of how that day went? And like, I don't know, just the, the feel of the wedding. It's pretty exciting. It was. Yeah, it was. Love was definitely in the air. And it, yeah. was, it was a fun. Love was really in the love air. Love was really in the air. It was it was a fun week <laughs> overall because Joe and I, for those maybe who don't know, I, we've probably talked about it before, but I mean, gosh, it has been how long since we actually saw each other in person? It had October. Probably been, yeah, October. So it had, it had been a while. Um it had been a while since I had been back in Columbus too. So that was awesome to be back home and definitely just had an amazing time, met, met somebody pretty special and just had, had some fun interactions with everybody. And it was, it was a really special weekend for sure. One that I'm going to, going to always treasure and remember being able to, to go home and yeah, very, very grateful for that time. Yeah. And we had, uh, I don't know. We hang out. Usually we have a day or two hanging out, but this time it was, you kind of stayed like what, half a week, four days, something like that. So yeah. we were pretty much hanging out the whole time. So I don't know. It really felt like you were family at that point. And you know, maybe in the future could literally be family. I don't know. Potentially. It's early to say. Lord, Lord willing. And if it, if it's in his plans, that's the goal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so just, quick brief story. I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil your news or anything, but, um, we had my wife's maid of honor and my Peter, my best man, uh, have actually started dating since the wedding. So pretty exciting. Um, they're both very special individuals that are, um, very set on 
what they want and their faith. And it's just a really cool thing to see. So something maybe for even our listeners to be praying for is that that continue to grow and go well. Um, but it's just always exciting to see that. And obviously both of our best friends getting together is kind of cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah. stay tuned on that. Um, but yeah, had the wedding and then honeymoon and then, you know, married life, figuring all that out is, is kind of a lot and still a lot, you know, but we're figuring it out. But yeah, so that's the main thing for me, Peter, I don't know if you want to share anything else about your time away, things that you've been doing life update wise, but, uh, yeah, well, that's kind of the most, most of the things for me. Like Joe mentioned, definitely having, having a girlfriend now does, does take up a good amount of time, but it's not, it's not like a job where you're like not looking forward to it. You know, it's something I look forward to every day and it's, Mm -hmm. it's truly been a blessing. And, knowing that, you know, we're just falling deeper and deeper in, in love with each other and with God and that we have the support of, of Joe and, and, and his wife. And it's, it's real, it's real special. And life-wise it's, you know, kind of, for me, it's kind of been the opposite actually, aside from, aside from that, that's been, that's obviously taken up a lot of time, but it's kind of perfect because work-wise, you know, I'm still working regularly, but really it's, it's the summer season and covering mostly high school sports. It's a lot slower, so I've been able hmm. to kind of, I would say, catch up with God in a sense and being able to just really like have a little bit more time to sit back and reflect. And a lot, I mean, most of what, what I talk about with, with my girlfriend is talking about God. Like really that makes up the majority of our conversations, which is just what, what makes me feel convinced, you know, that, that there's a, there's a future there for sure. And, yeah. and so I've, you know, I've had time, honestly, stresses of work were kind of piling up a little bit and so having this time to just kind of push that away a little bit and be able to just slow down with everything has been really really a blessing and yeah it's been it's been a lot of fun I'm kind of about to be entering a little bit of a whirlwind season when it comes to work because once once mid-August comes around you got high school sports fall sports football volleyball uh, softball everything kind of ramps up again cross country and everything so just I'm appreciative of the time that I've had to kind of slow down and be able to really be there for, for Joe at his wedding. Cause I know there was, you know, obviously there was a lot that I was able to help with there and just kind of be there to spend time and help Joe, Joe out and everything. So yeah, it's, and even just decompress cause of all yeah. the, the crazy season that was prior to that, you know, definitely. And man, I just got to say, I don't, think I'll ever experience anything like planning a wedding hmm. ever in my life ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that in a, that in itself, I don't know, man, that that's something I don't think I wasn't told as much about in my life as far as, uh, the reality of that. Hmm. But even more, that's why I would say, um, I'm not a, I can't imagine having a long engagement and trying to plan a big wedding longer yeah. than we did. We had two and a half months to plan a wedding and, I think it turned out pretty well. We had a couple of difficulties, but um, minor hiccups, really. Yeah, it turned out pretty well, and but man, I and I don't know what you were saying about your conversations with uh, your girlfriend. Um, I don't know. Could we name drop her? I don't know. Uh, and we've name dropped you, we've Peter. Name Sarah before. I probably I'll probably ask her before. Okay. But I'm sure I'm sure she'd be okay with it, but I do want to get that like official okay from her. Okay, we won't yeah. name drop for now, out of respect. Yeah, I'm but sure, the conversations again, I'm sure you're having, it, but yeah, you know that's uh, that's what you need to be doing with dating is 
talking about God and talking, talking about the relationship with God, um, and really just figuring out if those things align. Okay. Um, and that's, you know, that's what the purpose of dating is. And we probably should dedicate an episode to this. Matter of fact, might as well just add it to the list right now for ideas. But, um, the difference between the world's definition of dating and marriage and believers, uh, because honestly, I think some believers can kind of get convoluted with, with looking to the world's definition sometimes, right? Because they're, you know, we're just so ingrained to have this idea in our heads, even in America of like, you have to date somebody for a few years to make sure that, you know, you get to know them. There's a lot of lies about even like sexual things, like trying to find out if you're sexually compatible with somebody. That's a ridiculous misconception and lie that I've even heard some Christians say, which is pretty crazy. Um, but just having like the proper understanding and definition of dating and dating and marriage is so critical, especially as a Christian. So, um, it's always good to see you guys doing that. And that's exactly what me and Sarah did. And, um, you just got to put that work in. And once you figure out that important stuff, so long as you have ways to vet their character, there's not much of a purpose of dating for a whole long time and engagement, you know, as well. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that deserves its own episode, but um, and, uh, all that to say, I, man. I think, I think on that point, she, she, I did get the okay just now. So uh, that might be something that we have Brooke and Sarah on potentially to talk about. I think that'd be a okay. good idea. So just for the listeners, he did just name, name drop Brooke, the girlfriend. Brooke so Pugh, yeah. 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 Brooke. So <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll see. We're going to try to get uh, Brooke and Sarah on the podcast in the near future. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how logistically that'll work. Probably be easier for me to get Sarah on, but we can figure something out. Yeah. I think they might have something to say regarding dating and relationships, but, uh, we shall see. But anyways, today's topic, now that we gave you guys a brief rundown. Oh, and just real quick too. Uh, we did talk about goals for season two, but having had time to reflect and come up with a solid plan, um, I would like to share some of the things we're wanting to do for, you know, our listeners and something to expect with episodes, Peter. So if you don't mind, I'm going to kind of go through some of these things. Perfect. Do you have that uh, file pulled up on Google right now? I'm going to be the... pulling it up right now. Okay. So we can maybe go over the main points, not get into the details. But right. something we want to do is Peter and I have a general base of knowledge about the word. And we're in, we're in and around the word pretty often, whether it's church or life group or just reading or consuming things on YouTube. Um, but we could honestly do a better job and we are going to be doing a better job at planning the episodes and just having more material on hand. So, um, that's something you guys are going to probably pick up on is that are going to have a little bit more structure in the episodes. Uh, topic wise, we are going to aim, I'm just going to share that first point. Peter, do you want to share the, the next thing we're going to be trying to do? Um, of the highlighted things that we have or yeah. Yeah. So, so better planning. And then I don't know if you want to kind of go through anything else before I dive into it. Yeah. Part of better planning is just, you know, making sure that we have a topic chosen ahead of time and really plan out everything and do, do the research and everything. Obviously focusing mainly on the Bible, we're going to be bringing in as much as we can, you know, commentaries and just kind of supplemental stuff. And I Which think we were doing to a certain extent right, before, but a good more of just time, like but, being organized about it so that we can, you know, yeah. really bring, bring all you listeners into just as much detail as we can and making sure that we're well prepared. And as much as there is a benefit to winging it sometimes, it is important, I think, to be organized and have a plan. 
And so another thing that we're really looking to do this season is to have guests on. Yep. And so that's something just because, you know, first of all, some, some of you listeners might have grown a little bit tired of just hearing both of our voices, but on a more serious point, it is really good to have <laughs> people who, who have that experience and knowledge in faith onto the podcast to talk about things that, you know, I'm sure there'll be topics that they're a lot more, you know, well-versed on than what we know about. Cause obviously we're, we're both young. We're both still in our early to mid twenties at this point. And some people have been walking with the Lord a lot longer than we have and have just a wealth of knowledge and information and wisdom about the Lord. So yeah, some potentially have some guests that we had on in season one. And really, I think that is one of the main focuses. I don't know if you want to pick up the next, the next point, but guests is really something that we're trying to hone in on and We'll see. Potentially, hopefully, maybe even in the next episode. But um, this this one will maybe feel a little bit more like a traditional episode that we used to have. I but moving forward, we definitely want guests to be a, a bigger part of this. Yeah, we want more guests. We want more nuanced in conversation. Um, another thing is we're gonna have a just a push for more increased presence online and different social media avenues. So whether that's Twitter or TikTok, YouTube, we're gonna try to be uh, uploading some content to YouTube. Um, our YouTube channel kind of got a little bit of traction when we were uploading to it, but we didn't really give it much effort, honestly, just because of time constraints and just lack of structure and planning. So um, if you guys want to go ahead and look up True North on YouTube, we do have our channel up already right now uh, with the old OG episodes of the PB&J show, which yep. were True North talk before it was True North. When we were in um, the same place and able to do that. Yeah, but yeah. it's just one word on YouTube, True North. Um and like I said, we're going to try to be putting some things on TikTok occasionally, um, maybe more often as we get into things. Um, and also, let's see here. This is down the road, but this is something I would kind of like to do and I get excited about is like on the street stuff, like apologetic style videos, uh, talking to people and just kind of interview style videos. But also, you know, True North is something that we have a vision for it being a singular kind of media uh product that has multiple avenues. So true North talk will always have the podcast going, but, um, at a certain point we want to have a lot more involvement in, in just other ways of media. So whether that's having like a sub stack for articles to supplement the podcast and, and our videos, uh, maybe going into something like doing some missions work with, you know, fundraising for that and getting actually out and doing missions. Um, we're going to be going, getting, getting some merch going to, that's another goal of ours. So people can support the podcast uh, monetarily and also get some pretty cool merch to wear. Because um, there are a little bit of costs involved in this. You know, we do it out of, out of our love for God and just our love to do it, you know, um, for fun and just as friends. But, you know, we do pay money for some audio editing software and we do obviously time, time investment. So um, down the road, we'd like to, once we feel like our, our product is up to snuff, I uh, would like to maybe try to get a little bit of financial um, support going for the podcast. That would probably help a lot. But those are just some of the general goals we have for season two, just overall putting out a better product. So do you have any other words on that, Peter, before we get into the topic for today? Yeah, well, I just, I just want to add, wanted to add on the money thing. Like, I feel like both of us would love for this to be what we do. Like we both, we have jobs outside of this, obviously, that we have but I feel like God has placed this on our heart as really potentially our life mission. 
is doing this yeah. and just spreading, spreading the word of God. And obviously you do need, you, you know, you do need a way. We trust God to provide the way, but there, you do need a way to be able to live off of it. If we were to pursue this fully, fully into, you know, down the avenue of it actually providing, you know, a living for us. So just to kind yeah. of expand on the, you know, the money side of things a little bit, which is what this episode will be about. Trusting God yeah, with and, money. And down the road, I mean, that's actually going to tie in pretty well with today's topic of trusting God with money because it's going to really address the overall question of like, what is our life really about in general? Is it about work and our career and making money or is it about serving God in this life? So, but with True North, you know, True North Media and True North as a media uh, company, yeah. conglomerate, whatever, production, um, you know, financially, we're still working on this as well because we have not like officially filed a business listing or anything like that. But we want to have a set structure as far as finances go. Uh, something that Peter and I have already talked about is that we want a vast majority of any finances we we have go directly to missions and yep. giving. So probably something like ninety ten, like ninety percent of it will go to missions or giving away. Maybe a little bit less or more than that. I don't know. It's just a rough number we have right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the remainder will go to pay costs regarding the podcast. And then down, down the road, um, whatever, like the only money we'd ever take from this production or media company is uh, probably just barely whatever money is required for living expenses and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, there would definitely be a very harsh limit on that. But a uh, vast majority of money will go directly to giving and, you know, planting seeds and all that. So building, building God's kingdom for sure. Yeah, exactly. And like so, we said before, kind of, I feel like if we were to simplify the mission of, of everything of this, it's something that Joe said, you know, a while ago now at this point was to glorify God in the most magnificent way possible. And, you know, if you, yeah, if using we hoard our stuff gifts, for ourselves, you know? if we hoard stuff for ourselves, that's not living to that mission. So that's always no. our. It's always been our goal. It, it is our goal now, and it always will be our goal. Is again to glorify God in the most magnificent way possible with, with everything that we have. Yeah, and we. It's funny because since high school, Peter and I have been very interested in media. I mean, he's working in media. He's a sports editor. Um, I am trying to get my way into media. Um, I've and obviously I've done it on my own volition as well. You know, writing articles, making videos. So th- these are kind of our some areas of our giftings. So we do want to use these gifts for God. And that's really our mission with true North. But, um, those are our goals for season two. So stay tuned to season two. Hope you guys are prepped and ready and excited. Um, another thing I want to say real quickly is if you're not already, we have a Twitter account. Um, well actually not Twitter now X, we have an (laughs) X account. Uh, true North talk underscores our username. So if you guys are not following our, our Twitter account, go ahead and follow it. We're going to be, uploading some things on there. We've, we always do share our episodes on there because they get a decent amount of impressions. Uh, even though the follower count is not as high quite yet, but we're going to be breaking up some, uh, probably some quotes and everything and just put them on Twitter. So just to stay in the loop with true North, go follow it, go check it out at true North talk underscore. Um, and then let's see, there was one more thing I wanted to say. I don't know if I can remember it though. Um, well, I'll try to come back to it if I remember it, but I think that's all I want to say regarding season two. Oh, really quickly. If you guys are listening, your return listeners share the podcast. Okay. We say to the end of the podcast, but if you're a return listener, if you support us, if you're really down with our mission, uh, what was that line? 
Do you rock with our mission to bring y'all to heaven? Welcome back to True North Talk, episode, episode 47. 47 yeah. But if you rock with our mission, share the episodes. I mean, even if it's a believer, even if it's a Christian, just say, hey, I got a pretty cool podcast. Let me send you this link. <laughs> Ooh, send it off. <laughs> but best case link scenario is, is if think. it's... <laughs> this lingo will make you think, but best case scenario is maybe sharing it with an unbeliever, but you know, that's probably kind of uncomfortable sometimes. So I understand I if do, not, but just yeah. share the podcast. And I do feel like a lot of our content is, is geared. I feel like we gear it towards believers and non-believers, but I definitely feel like it's, yeah, I, I, I was going to say it's geared maybe towards more believers, but I think it, we do, you know, a pretty good job of providing something that's really open for both. Well, we, we actually address quite often the uh, unbelievers' perspective, right. just for those who are, list- who are listening, if they're listening. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would agree with you. Um, but yeah, share the podcast if you have not already. Much appreciated. Just so we can grow grassroots style. Yep. Uh, but yeah, hold on to your bootstraps, hold on to your seatbelts, whatever you can hold on to. Hold on to your Bibles. We're getting ready to blast off season two. So here we go. Take off. Um, yes. So today's topic, Peter B, do you want to brief the the listeners Yeah. on today's topic? Yeah. So simply it's trusting God with money and something that we talked about before the episode, like thinking like trusting God with our money, but really a point that we want to emphasize is really it's not our money at the end of the day. So we're going to be titling this, this episode and kind of going through it from, with the perspective of trusting God with money and really at any age we have to trust God with money, but <laughs> I feel like, you know, Joseph and I, it's something that has been on our hearts recently being, you know, in our early to mid twenties, you know, we're not at this point, you know, making a ton of money yet or anything. And so we got, you know, I mean, I feel like it's, again, it's something that you have keep in mind throughout life, but definitely it's been something that's been on our hearts recently. And we definitely wanted to, to talk about it, to encourage anybody who's having similar, just inner thoughts about it and maybe struggling with it, or or maybe you are, you know, financially in a good place and you just want, you know, to, to have something to, to remind you that it's not all about money. And I think it is, it's such a topic that sometimes is kind of steered away from in churches because it's a little bit uncomfortable, especially when you start talking about tithing and like for a church to ask people to give money is sometimes avoided or just kind of navigated around a little bit. But really what we're going to be talking about in this episode is, you know, the themes of that, you know, where your heart is there or where your treasure is there, your heart will be also and trusting God to provide even when it seems like he isn't going to. And I think overall, hopefully we'll be able to shed a good perspective on trusting God with money. Yeah, it's definitely something, too, that's like a lot more real for me and probably you in the near future as well you know, with marriage on the horizon and just being responsible for another human being, you know, not like, you know, I'm like a guardian or something, but just the reality is being a spiritual leader and a leader in a relationship is you're responsible for, for taking care of your wife. So you that adds a level of responsibility. Team? <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely not a guardian. If anything, I'm a tiger. So <laughs> let's make that really clear for sure. But, um, yeah, but no, there's another level of responsibility and life gets pretty real pretty quickly um, when you get married and, you know, financially something I've, I've like with my life, I didn't, I've never been like pressed financially in my life, 
maybe like a handful of times, well, maybe one or two times when I got my second apartment, I was kind of tight there for a while, but um, I've never been too tight financially. And it's because as an individual, there's just, like I said, there's not as much responsibility. And I was kind of freer, freer with some of my money and I had investments. So I didn't really feel pressed about finances, but um, yeah, it's definitely been on my mind a lot more recently. And wow, it's just such a difference. It's such a vast difference when you get married and um, trying to plan your future together, trying to be responsible, uh, trying to forecast and make sure you have enough money to for important things in your life. And then you start talking about kids and, you know, it's like, wow, this is just a lot. So it's easy to get stressed out. And I think that's kind of why, why we wanted to talk about this today. Um, and it's something we've both been feeling recently, right? Is you can share your experience, but I know definitely with me, with the wedding, I mean, man, it feels like there's never an end to those expenses. And there really is never an end until that day happens. Yeah. Until we literally are, we're getting married. I'm like, there's no guarantee. <laughs> there's not going to be something else that comes up. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, do you want to share some of your experience with that recently? Is just what it kind of feels like, what you felt and emotion wise, how things can get kind of out of proportion if you're not constantly checking it with uh, the word. Yeah. I, I feel like for me, you know, first of all, kind of seeing, seeing how things have been for you, just kind of preparing for this and knowing that, you know, marriage is probably not far, far off in my future as well. Um, so kind of just seeing, you know, seeing as you experience it as well, but even just like, even before that, you know, kind of living, I wouldn't say quite like paycheck to paycheck, but kind of like a lot of times the expenses that I have are pretty much, pretty much fill up the, the pay that I receive. And, you know, if I'm smart with my money, I might have some left over, but there isn't much wiggle room. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too much into that, but yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, again, it's kind of something that when, you know, you're young and you're managing really your money for the first time when you're on your own and you don't, you know, you have all those expenses that come up. It's, it's definitely something that like is a wake up call when you're the one paying for rent and for utilities and, you know, even internet and all the things that, you know, and, and obviously there are some things you pay for, like, you know, for me, like YouTube TV or something like that, that I probably don't really need, but just expenses that are kind of there. Um, and so I think, yeah, just, having this deeper trust in God. And, and really, I, I think it kind of came at the perfect time. The first passage that we're going to dive into um, was was read in church and was kind of the main point of, I mean, the whole message actually a couple weeks ago at my church here, here in Nebraska, Calvary, Calvary Church here in Bellevue was, was on that, on that passage. And so I think it kind of came up at a perfect time for me. And I know, I, I know I sent it to Joe and I feel like kind of diving into that will, will be good for, for maybe other listeners who are, who are having the same sort of, you know, concerns or or issues with, with finances. Yeah, definitely. I was, did you want to read that scripture now or are you just, you saying, I mean, unless, unless you wanted to go with a little bit more of an intro, I'm, I'm ready to dive into it if you are. Well, something we're going to talk about and, and there's kind of a balance between is, you know, I don't know, you can't just, throw your hands up and say, God, I, you know, this is all you and I have no responsibility and I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to let it work out and you're going to work it out for me. Like there's a level of responsibility to have and you have to be wise and make decisions. But just keep that in mind, I think is what I wanted to to brief what you're about to read with. But um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say before you want to read. Okay. 
Perfect. So we're going to be reading from a couple of different places today. We're going to be starting in Matthew chapter 6. This is part of, I believe it's part of Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount where he just, I mean, it's so rich. I think it's like Matthew 5 all the way through. Like the main Sermon of the Mount is the first few verses, the Beatitudes, Salt and Light, and then it really goes for the next like three chapters all the way through chapter 7. But today we're reading from... So I'd encourage everybody listening to go and read some of those other themes as well, because there's a lot. There's This is a really rich part of scripture. But today, sub subhead for this first section that we're going to be reading is Treasures in Heaven, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Maybe we should stop there. Yeah. yeah. I think you were feeling that too. Yeah. So what does that mean like to you? Cause I can probably go into it for too, but, um, I mean, you, you had the question on the outline here, where is your heart at on earth or in heaven? Mm-hmm. But what does it look like in your opinion when somebody's heart is not when it's on earth? I would say you just like you, your focus with your money is more on like, how am I providing for myself? How am I getting by rather than how am I using what God has given me to uplift him? And to kind of expand on that, maybe a little bit more like having a kingdom mindset is something where we need to just fully our attention is, is on God. And and that applies to what you were saying too. It's like, we don't just blindly just, be like, okay, God, you're going to take care of all of this. I'm just going to sit back. You know, it's, it's having that initiative to be smart with, with what we have and being good stewards, like it, stewards, like it says in other parts of the Bible, being good stewards of, of what God blesses us with. And so having, having a, hev- a heaven, you know, forward me- mindset, having a kingdom mindset is thinking, okay, God, you've blessed me with this finances, whether it's plenty or whether it's, you know, whether it's, you know, little, you know, what, how, how is it phrased much, much or little, however you yeah. want to phrase it. Um, you know, that all, everything that we have is from God. And so it's having that mindset and like, God, how do you want me to use this? And then once you, you, you kind of, f- you know, understand what that is, then you, you know, going out and doing that. And it's, it's being smart with the money that you have. It's being generous with it. And it's not, kind of just storing it up for yourself and like I'm just going to hold it here here on earth and worrying about like just holding on to it while you're here on earth but realizing like once once we're gone we're not bringing that with us so just and I want to yeah I just want to address really quickly because I think people can get confused pretty quickly including myself if you don't if you don't address this is like well we're if you don't want to store it up for yourself, does that mean you just have no savings and no investments and you just live month to month? Because Jesus said, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow is enough worry for itself. You know, what you'll eat or drink tomorrow, whatever. Does that mean that you shouldn't have savings or investments? And absolutely not. I mean, 
balance in all things is I think the best way to think about just about everything in life besides sin is balance in all things because, you know, I think the best way to address that is like have some savings, some investments, some in the bank, you know, give generously, um, be responsible, pay your bills. Don't have anything that's like ridiculously unaffordable. Like people go and get a thousand dollar car payment, you know, just to, to appear richer. And there's actually a scripture about that. I'm not sure if I put it on the outline, but it's better. I think there's a proverb that it's better to be poor than to, than to, you know, uh, basically be like middle income and try to appear as rich. And that's what a lot of people do in America, especially is they make average money, maybe 50, 60,000 a year. And they go and buy a $50,000 truck or, you know, a $60,000 Mercedes or BMW. And what it does is it robs your happiness. I mean, that is modern, it's modern day slavery, but, um, yeah, I just want to address what you were reading about, um, you know, just being able to have balance and not getting too caught up in your head about that because, you know, there's, there's room for everything. And when, when it comes to finances, so long as it's good and, uh, and righteous, you know, there's nothing wrong with having savings. There's nothing wrong with providing that. Cause there's a level of responsibility there for two for your children, you know, with their, right. you know, for example, their college or whatever you have to provide or leaving, a, you know, trying to leave a generous amount of money for an inheritance. That's a blessing, you know, there were several stories of inheritances in the Bible in the old Testament. Um, so yeah, it should not be bad to have savings or anything like that, but yeah, well, as you're reading this, I think that plugs in more to what we'll talk about next in the next few verses about not worrying too. I think it's all about the perspective that we take. It's about being good stewards and providing because especially me and you as men, we are called to provide for our families yeah. And so we need to do that. And if you don't, if you don't have any money, you know, in the bank or anything, you, you simply can't do that. But it's, I think it really is all about the perspective that you have with it. If you're like just living in fear and like not having any trust in God to provide, even if you have stuff saved up because your perspective on that is instead of like, oh, you know, I have, God has provided me with this. I'm going to be smart with it. Um, but like, you know, there's the parable of the, what, the three servants or the three sons or what, I think it was three servants where yeah. one was given 10 coins, one was given five and one was given like one or two and the one with 10, like put it to work, invested and that money grew. And then the one with five did the same thing. That money grew. And then the one with like one or two coins or one bag of coins, I think, you know, just hit it in the ground. And so that, that again is that mindset of having fear of like, oh, well, what if I lose it? I'm just going to hide it and I'm not going to do anything with it. I'm going to, you know, just live in fear that I would, I would lose it if I hold on to it and just, and you know, don't yeah. put any effort into, into making more. So I think, I think that's a really good example that kind of answers the, the question a little bit and like ultimately using that to really ultimately grow God's kingdom and providing yeah. for future generations allows them to have that opportunity as well. Yeah. And also a, a question to think in the moment is if I died right now, would any of this matter? Hmm. Would any of it matter? I mean, the, the things we get caught up in, in about money is like this, none of this is going to matter when we pass away. Like the, what really matters is your spiritual state. Yeah. What really matters is like, <laughs> are you leading your children properly? Are you leading your wife? Are you leading your friends? You know, are you talking about God? Because if not, that's 
that's the most important thing. Forget about money. Yeah. Not to say that money doesn't matter, but you know, so long as you're, as you're responsible, the most pressing issue is not money. I think that's a general theme of today's podcast too, is trusting God with money that we're supposed to trust God with our money because money is not the main focus. Yep. Just as we said, we can't, you cannot serve God and money. Amen. You can't serve both. Um, and as you were reading this passage here from Matthew, I, I was kind of looking over it and it seems it's kind of like a roadmap, the different beginning and end and sections of today's episode. So initially I was going to wait to bring this proverb up in the outline. I'm not sure if you saw what I, out, I highlighted here, Yeah. but I just think it's, it's pressing right now. It's something good to talk about. And what you were saying too about loving money, um, we're going to get into Ecclesiastes a little bit, but one of the verses from that is that whoever loves money never has enough. You know, it's whoever loves if you, wealth is never satisfied with their income. Yeah, it's never enough. Yep. And honestly, that's something I learned at a young age too, because there was a period in my life where, like, I had a, I was, I don't know, I had a, a come up with some money when I was about twenty years old on some stocks that I had made a, I. Just, I'd, hit on a certain stock and I had a decent amount of money. I got blessed pretty well from it. And I learned pretty quickly that like having a lot of money doesn't really change a whole lot. And it definitely does not like money does not make you happy. You know, the only thing that'll make you joyful is the Lord. But, um, yeah, when you have like, if you have it in your head right now, if you say like, man, if I, if I just had $10,000, when you get that $10,000, you're gonna be like, man, if I had $20,000, and we get to $50,000, man, if I had $100,000, it's literally true. Like it's hard to grasp that now, but once you have it, it's so true. So that's what that means. Uh, it's kind of counterintuitive, but another counterintuitive principle here is Proverbs eleven twenty four through 25. One gives freely yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. So what Peter was saying about grasping on tightly to your money and being so scared and fearful and not giving anything, even when you don't feel like you have a lot all that's going to do is make you suffer want according to God's word. Okay. This is a spiritual principle. It's kind of counterintuitive, but it's just how it works. You know, this is, these are God's ways. God said, my ways are not your ways, you know, as counterintuitive, as counterintuitive as it might be, even if you're tight on money, giving freely, it's a spiritual principle. You will get, you will be blessed from that. And that's not to say you should give to be blessed, but that shouldn't be your sole motivation, but it just is what it is. That just, it's a side effect of giving. If you're generous, you'll be blessed. God will bless you. So I thought that was a, a pressing thing to bring up here with what you were reading. Uh, but those are some things to keep in mind for people. Um, general principles about money that I don't think are taught quite often. So uh, I don't know if you wanted to pick back up or if you want me to pick up where you left off. Yeah, I was, I was trying to see anything if, to say. Yeah, I was trying to see if any of these Ecclesiastes parts fit into that, but I think I'll probably save the rest of those for another time. I don't think they fit exactly right with this, but, um, yeah, I agree with what you said. Like it's kind of paradoxical. And like you said, counterintuitive that when you give freely, you get richer and that when you withhold, you suffer want, but it is like when you see, when you see the rich people in like Hollywood and you see the depression that they get into. And when you see when they, you know, when they take their own life, that, really money does not buy happiness. And another thing too, on a whole nother topic really is don't chase happiness, find joy in Christ. That's again, that's a whole nother topic for another time. But you know, the world chases after happiness and they think they're going to find it in money. But I think finding security 
in God with your finances gives you peace and joy. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> it does. And it's, it's part of our responsibility, especially as men to be financially responsible. Yeah. And I think it fits um, perfectly but, into not worrying too, which is the next, next part here. Definitely. If you look at like, so you're looking at Ecclesiastes. So the, the verses you highlighted that, did you see my second part there? Verse 12 in the outline. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what you were just saying about people who get rich and they're miserable and they kill themselves in Hollywood. Hmm. Um, that's, yeah, th- that is the one I knew there was one in there that fit better with this. And that is verse 12. Yeah, that fits. Yeah. Verse 12 sleep of a laborer is sweet. So if you're working hard is basically saying you're going to sleep well, <laughs> Yeah. obviously, but, uh, the rich abundance permits no sleep. Yeah. What, what it says, a, the, the full verse is that kind of shortened it down with these notes, but the full thing is the sleep of a laborer is sweet, whether they eat little or much, but as for the rich, their abundance permits them no sleep. And the theme with this is like, when you have that abundance, you're more afraid of losing it. Like the more that you have, the more that you have this. I think this is something that was talked about in the message with this was the more that you have, the more you're like trying to hold on to and guard. Yeah. And it's first of all, even if you do have a lot, if you have the understanding that it's not really yours, it's been given to you by God. And just as easily as you got it, it can be taken away. So even if you do have a lot, I don't think it's impossible to have that understanding, that mindset but even more so when you have little, it gives you like a deeper appreciation for what you have. And so yeah, it, it and also, is like in either position, whether you're blessed with a lot or whether you you don't, if you look to God for the answers in that and be like, God, all that I have is from you and it's a blessing, then from either side of that, it really does give peace. Yeah. And also if you give generously, like you were saying, when money is tighter, I mean, man, when God blesses you with wealth, Lord willing, Mm -hmm. because wealth is not inherently evil either, but like, you know, that's, can you imagine how generous you'll be when you have the wealth? If you're giving when you don't have much, that's kind of the idea is that you're, you're, it's kind of like spiritual training wheels, you know, Mm -hmm. you're getting used to the things when you're, when you're, you know, modest. And there's also a scripture about that, about being trusted with little. Uh, If you can't be trusted with little, you won't be trusted with, with much. Yep. So if you're trusted with little, you know, another kind of spiritual principle is that God will bless you. Um, that doesn't mean you're going to be rich, but generally it means that God will, will see you in that and will bless you. So yep. important stuff. Uh, where are we at? We're verse 25, right? Yeah. Okay. I'll go through uh, maybe just the whole thing. Honestly, finish this out and we can talk about it. Yeah. Uh, do not worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you eat or drink about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Iconic legacy verse there, Mm -hmm. 33, 633. Something I actually cite pretty often in prayer, but um, yeah what we were saying about not worrying any thoughts on that. I mean, we have the questions here. 
fully, you know, do we fully depend on God's provision and what does that look like for you? I would, you know, being transparent, fully depend on God's provision at all times. I'd be lying if I said that I do, you Mm -hmm. know, I live to try to do that. Um, but it's definitely something that is a work in progress at all times. Truly, truly being like, God, you, you know, as I seek your kingdom and righteousness, these things will be given to, to, to you. And so it's about really applying that mindset. You know, it's it's one thing to, to read that and to say it, but it, it's another thing to actually live by that and putting putting God's kingdom first and his righteousness, living living as holy as, as Christ was living holy as Christ was holy. Not to say that we achieve that perfect standard of, of holiness, but that we strive for it. Um, and so I think that the best way to be fully dependent on God is to be just locked in with him and seeking his kingdom and righteousness, because then the, the worries that we have will pass away because we realize yeah. that like God provides clothing for for the flowers and the splendor that they're dressed with more than Solomon in his glory, who Solomon was like the richest king in, you know, Hebrew history and just was, you know, adorned with, with splendor and glory and riches. And then again, again, the same, the, the grass of the field here today and gone tomorrow, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith. And I think, I think that kind of, thing at the end there you have little faith is something that we all get caught in you know at different times is you know we sometimes we have ultimate faith in God and oftentimes that's when things are going good but then when things start start going a little bit south things start getting a little more challenging our faith kind of wavers a little bit too and so I think fully depending on God's provision is having that true faith in him and being like God I trust you to provide what I need not not always what I want, but you know what I need, because again, God, if He loves, I think another one. I don't think it talks about it here, but like the sparrows that He provides food for the sparrows, you know, as yeah. He provides for them, so much more He'll provide for us. So just turning turning over our control and really giving it to God, while also yeah. as the next question says, and maybe if you want to touch on the first point a little bit, and then touch on this too about balancing, not worrying about tomorrow with being responsible stewards? Well, I think being somebody who is, who tends to uh, try to take a lot of responsibility with where I'm at in my life, you know, it's something as men, I think we like to do as well as, is, you know, we want to feel like we're able to do everything and we're, you know, we can control our ship and we can make anything happen. Right. And then part of that is like, feeling like you feeling like you should have full control over your finances. You should have full control over where your money is going to be coming from, where the next job is going to come from, um, all that stuff. But fully depending on God's provision looks like truly being at peace about that. You know, maybe like for me, especially recently, like throughout the day, sometimes, uh, not when I'm not in the word and everything, it could be a little bit stressful, but you know, the thing with me is like, as long as when I sit down and actually read the word and I, I talk about it and I pray about it, you know, realizing, okay, you know, God is fully in control of this. And as stressful as it might be, like, I, you know, praise you through the trials. I praise you through the challenges because, um, without the challenges and this is like a, a hidden blessing in disguise too. When money is tighter is that this will just make you appreciate much more, you know, so long as you're responsible and wise and patient, 
when God blesses you, it'll make you appreciate those times of abundance. And, you know, that's something to keep in mind is, is like for everybody out there who's tighter with money now is that that's going to make you appreciate your money more down the road. So don't, don't panic. Don't be frantic. Don't let any of that happen. Just write it out, but just trust the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that looks like fully depending on God's provision to me. Obviously we all have a level of responsibility. We have to go out and work and make our money. That's, that's us. We choose to do that. We have free will to a certain extent. It's, that's a big <laughs> statement to make. Yeah. So to a certain extent, I'm going to say that. Yeah. Um, I agree, but we do have a level of responsibility in, in earning our money. So, um, yeah, the next question of balancing, how do we be, you know, how do we balance not worrying about tomorrow with being responsible stewards? That's a tough balance to find initially might seem like. Um, but like I said, I think, you know, and this is something that marriage will force you to do. And if you don't do it, you're probably going to end up between a rock and a hard place pretty quickly, but having a budget, hmm. you know, knowing what money's coming in and how much is going out and making sure that you have allocated money responsibly because if you're not tracking things like what eating out, going to Chick-fil-A every day, I would love to go to Chick-fil-A every day with my <laughs> wife. We love Chick-fil-A. Get Chick the spicy chicken best. sandwich. Oh yeah. Get the grilled, not the grilled nuggets, the fried nuggets. Cause <laughs> we're not on our health kick right now, which we should be. In fact, our after church meal today was Papa John's grape soda and ice cream. Oh, that's so. the, that's that college <laughs> diet right there. <laughs> yeah. So we need to get better at that. But like I'm saying, you know, being a responsible steward is knowing how much money is coming in, what's going out yeah, and allocating money for what you can for savings and investments. Also giving money away and giving the rest to God, hmm. give the rest to God. If you're, if you're not where you want to be financially also understand like oftentimes for us younger people, it's because we're not where we want to be with our careers yet. And there's time for growth for that and development, Yep. but it's no reason to stress or fret. You just have to be patient, um, you know, but I think there is a balance there because I don't know what you think about this, but, you know, I think initially it might be difficult to sort through that. How do I not worry about tomorrow? Like you can't just throw your hands up though. Like there is a balance there. I think, I think what is important to think, to understand here too, is it's don't worry about tomorrow, but you do have to be cognizant and aware of tomorrow. And you do, like you said, you do to an extent have to plan it. But also understand that, you know, it's it's not in our hands. And I know that's something that can make, you know, create even more worry about it. Like, oh, I don't even control it. So, you know, it's going to make me even more worried about it. But it's like it's just it's being wise with what God provides us and being like, how am I using my money today, both spending and saving so that I have just what what I need at a later date, if that makes sense. And again, it's, yeah. it's, it's about, again, being aware of the future and trusting God with it. Kind of two, two points there, being aware of it and trusting God with it will allow when you do think about the future, because we do think about the future. And I think it is important not to get fixed on it and to just run, run around with a bunch of different like worries and trying to think about scenarios. all the scenarios and everything that's going to happen in the future. But yeah you know, we do, again, we have to be aware of it. And I think being responsible stewards is having that forward mindset, but again, not fearing, fearing what it lies ahead in the future, but trusting God with what is to come. Definitely. And I think like 
I don't know. Maybe we should have an episode about like the godly responsibilities. Like yeah. What are our godly responsibilities? Because if we know Outside what they are money, clearly, yeah. you know, then we can identify, okay, this is what we need to focus on. Like, for example, as a, as a provider, as a, as a man, our responsibility mm-hmm. part of it is providing financially, but also providing a safe home, providing food, providing clothing. You know, these are things that we have to take Spiritual care of. leadership. Yeah. So these are responsibilities we have to take care of regardless. If we don't, we're being irresponsible and bad mm-hmm. spouses. Yep. Um, but that's something that, you know, we have to be aware of, but yeah, like you said, not worrying about it, I think is the key. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Did you want to go ahead and read that Ecclesiastes passage? I think Yeah. we're ready to move on to that. Definitely. And trying to see if maybe there's a point to stop because it is a little bit longer, but I think probably if you just want, if you just want to stop me, just do so whenever you have something you want to focus in on, but Here's sure. here is the uh, kind of kicker with this one and why it kind of stood out to me when I was reading it. The title here for this is "Riches Are Meaningless." That is that's Oof. one way to get get some attention. That's for sure. So Ecclesiastes chapter five verse eight: If you see the poor oppressed in a district and justice and rights denied, do not be surprised at such things. For one official is eyed by a higher score, and over them both are others higher. Over them both are others higher still. The increase from the land is taken by all. The king himself profits from the fields. Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. As goods increase, so do those who consume them. And what benefit are they to the owners except to feast their eyes on them? The sleep of a laborer is sweet, whether they eat little or much. But as for the rich, their abundance permits them no sleep. I have seen a grievous evil under the sun. Wealth hoarded to the harm of its owners, or wealth lost through some misfortune, so that when they have children, there is nothing left for them to inherit. There's a point that we talked about, about saving up the money. Mm. We can maybe talk yep. on a little bit more, but everyone comes naked from their mother's womb, and as they as everyone comes, so they depart. They take nothing from their toil that they can carry in their hands. This, too, is a grievous evil. As everyone comes, so they depart, and what they do gain, and what do they gain, since they toil for the wind? All their days they eat in darkness with great frustration, affliction, and anger. This is what I observe to be good, that it is appropriate for a person to eat, to drink, and to find satisfaction in their toilsome labor under the sun during the few days of life God has given them, for this is their lot. Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift of God. They seldom reflect on the days of their lives, because God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart. I have seen another evil under the sun, and it weighs heavily on mankind. God gives some people wealth, possessions, and honor, so that they lack nothing their hearts desire, but God does not grant them the ability to enjoy them, and strangers enjoy them instead. This is meaningless, hmm. a grievous evil. Do you want to stop there? That's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. What, is, what does that make you think of? Well, I think it like makes it it makes it more like, I don't know, easier to digest for people who are like, look at them. They have all this money. They're not, they're not godly, blah, blah, blah. But right there, God's telling you like, (laughs) okay, they've had the money, but they don't, I'm not even letting them enjoy it because they're miserable. Like they may have all the money in the world, but they don't have the most basic thing in life, which is peace. Gladness of heart. You know? Yeah. That's, that's really striking. That's, it is. hmm, Interesting. I, I I had underlined that previously. Um, because it is yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, they seldom reflect on the days of their life. And, and on the other side, people who, who toil and work for, for what they get, and even if it is, you know, a small lot, they seldom reflect on the days of their life because God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart. So it's kind of a compare and contrast here about, you know, toil and work for the things that you have, big or small, God gives, keeps them occupied with gladness of heart. So that's, that's something too, I think I kind of want to focus in on that when we, when we work for what we have, we don't really have time to get caught up in worrying about the finances that we have. And instead we think of the blessing of what we do have and it fills us with gladness of heart. So I think that's, that's a really important point. And then, you know, I mean, from, from the previous things, we kind of, we already talked about 10, 10 and 12, about loving money, it's never enough, wealth never satisfied, and the sleep being um, sleep sweet or no sleep in abundant riches. And then, I mean, of course, kind of a theme that was applied in kind of a different way in Matthew, but everyone comes naked from their mother's womb, and as everyone comes, so they depart. So we all come in the world without possessions, and we all leave the world without possessions. So why should we be uptight about them. Again, we need to be smart with them. We need to be stewards with our finances. But if we get so caught up in like worrying about what we're going to have at the end of our lives and just letting that consume us. And I think that's the key is not letting that consume you. Of course, thinking about it is wise. I would say it's wise to be just in reflection about what what to do with our finances and, and really coming to God. That's the first step. And that's where a lot of yeah. people kind of the step that a lot of people skip because if you're yep. just like stuck in your own mind, worrying about what, what's going to happen with your money, then of course that's going to be your focus and you're going to get caught up in that. But what we need to do instead is we need to come to God. First of all, be thankful and give him praise for what he has given us little, little or much and being like, God, you've given it to me. Show me what what you want me to do with this. And obviously he yeah. will show us ways to to use it in the time, to be generous to him, and also how to set set ourselves up to to be provided for in the long run and to set up those those who come after us. So I think, yeah, our only true trust is in God is is a good way to put it. Yeah, that's why I just moved that up there in the outline too, but from Job. Uh, eight verses 13 through 15, such is the destiny of all who forget God. So perishes the hope of the godless. What they trust in is fragile. What they rely on is a, is a spider's web. They lean on the web, but it gives way. They cling to it, but it, it does not hold. And I put down our only true trust is in God. And that's because it's kind of following up on what you were reading there about um, people having riches, but God doesn't even allow them to enjoy it. Because if you're missing the most basic thing, which is having faith, None of that's going to matter, you know, none of it's going to matter. And that's, that's the message I think a lot of young people here today because Peter, you know, you know, we're, we're both the same age. We grew up in the same era and we, you know, all these young guys around us, we know how much people care about money and like really getting rich and even sometimes getting famous. That's what people want to do. You know, it's all about money. It's in our music too. It's all people care about is just getting rich, getting money. Um, but they're missing the most basic thing, what they put their hope in is fragile. It's like leaning on a spider's web. You ever tried to lean on a spider's web? <laughs> I don't think so. Would you ever want to like take trust you, take fall, it back to your on a spider web? Yeah. Take you back to your empire state building time when you were in New York city recently. If you're Ooh. at the top, <laughs> would you ever trust on a spider web to hold I you mean, from falling if it's off in the New top York city? If it's in New York city, it might be Spider-Man spider man's spider web. So maybe, maybe true. that would be secure, but true, true. <laughs> Well, if it's not Spider-Man's <laughs> web, let's put it that way. Absolutely not. Yeah. You no, would trust no it? No trust in that. No. 
So yeah, even even the I best, think, the strongest spider web that a spider can spin is, I mean, pretty pretty easy to cut through, and yeah. it, would, it would have to be layer upon layer upon layer of of spider web, and even still. I mean, it kind of to, to go to that point, it's like even if you have layer, layer and layer of your money, you're not always going to be, you know, safe when you fall onto it. So, no, yeah, no. And I, I, I don't know. I'm actually like, I think it's analogous. Hmm. I think it's a good analogy, but I think honestly, that was a little bit like, it's just, I think that's a, a very real example of how fragile that is. Yeah. All these people are out here seeking money, trying to get rich, trying everything they can to get rich. This you the big Andrew Tate explosion about money. Hmm. Young guys getting money. Yeah. Especially with girls too, man. People like with dating the dating marketplace, like it's all guys care about our age. Like money. All that matters is money and status. Yeah. And man, if that's what you're seeking, hmm. wow. I mean, that's pretty humbling verse here. Yeah. Well, and I think kind of on that point too, verse 13 here in Ecclesiastes, I've seen a grievous evil under the sun, wealth hoarded to the harm of its owners or wealth lost through some misfortune so that when they have children, there's nothing left for them to inherit. Like it just shows how wealth hoarded can easily be lost through some mouth, through some misfortune or uh, is, you know, to the harm of its owners. Like we can't put our trust in money at all. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Um, did you want to finish that that section there, or do you want me to go ahead and take six? I can, I can finish it. Okay, then I'm also eyeing up here. We have Isaiah left, and then Job. We probably have to cut one of those. I feel like we probably um, kind of took took the meat of Job with the, okay. with the verses that you brought up. So I think we can probably so we go can wrap past up that. with Isaiah 55. Yeah. But okay. So well, picking back up. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, picking back up in Ecclesiastes six verse three. A man may have a hundred children and live many years, yet no matter how long he lives, if he cannot enjoy his prosperity and does not receive proper burial, I say that a stillborn child is better off than he. It comes without meaning, it departs in darkness, and in darkness its name is shrouded. Though it never saw the sun or knew anything, it has more rest than does that man, even if he lives a thousand years twice over but fails to enjoy his prosperity. Do not all go to the same place." Everyone's toil is for their for their mouth, yet their appetite is never satisfied. What advantage have the wise over fools? What do the poor gain by knowing how to conduct themselves before others? Better what the eye sees than the roving of the appetite. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Whatever exists has already been named, and what humanity is has been known. No one can contend with someone who is stronger. The more the words, the less the meaning, and how does that profit anyone? For who knows what is good for a person in life? During the few and meaningless days they pass through like a shadow. Who can tell them what will happen under the sun after they are gone? I think that's just like a, a an overall kind of minimizing of like, or just putting into perspective how little we know about life and how little control we really have. Yeah. And kind of just the brevity of life as well. That was kind of my takeaway from that, which I guess underlines some of the main points we already hit this episode. Yeah. But do you have any other takeaways from that? Cause that's kind of what I was taking away. Um, yeah, I just think that, you know, it says they pass through like a shadow. Yeah. The so, brevity of life. Exactly. I, th- I think that kind of underscores what, what you were saying. Definitely. And what we've talked about. Well, I'm going to go ahead and episode. yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to read Isaiah and we'll see if we have anything else with that. And then kind of yeah. prepare to wrap up here. Isaiah 55 verses one through two. 
Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you have you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without costs. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest of fare. Peter, you you put that on the end there. Did you have something you wanted to say with that verse? Yeah, I'll add, add, now that I'm looking at it, I think verse 3 fits as well. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. What I, what I thought this yeah. verse offered is like an encouragement that when we come, come to God, we will, you know, when we're thirsty, when we have no money, when, you know, we can come buy and eat. And yeah. that's, that's what I think it really, what really applies here is that, you know, when we're, when we're in need, we come to God and he offers what we need, you know, and it's not, again, it's not always what we want, but it is, it is what we need. So I think I think it's yeah. just kind of an encouraging, encouraging close to this. Yeah, and um, it made me kind think of, of addresses the early earlier point about God's provision as well. Like, how do we yeah. fully submit to God's provision? Yeah, and it made me think of the song because "Come All You Who Are Thirsty" is the song that I sent sent in our group. Um, yeah, that you know, come to the water, all who thirst, and you'll thirst no more. I think yeah. I forget what the song title. It's by Tenth Avenue North, and. Uh, it's, I'm going to find that cause it's in our, like I said, it's in our group chat and okay. probably, probably can't play it here cause I don't know, copyright stuff, but yeah. I want to make sure I provide that. So if people want to look it up, but yeah, it's, it's a special, special song that has kind of, I've, I've heard it a lot like growing up and everything. Love is here by 10th Avenue North. So again, mm-hmm. love is here if you want to give that a listen, but yeah, for me, the, the best part of that is come to the water all who thirst and you'll thirst no more. It's just a beautiful promise to to end on that even when we feel like we're we're lost and we don't know where where our ne- how our needs are going to be met, God offers the the water to to quench our thirst. And it's everlasting water, water yep. of life that never runs dry. Isn't that amazing? Amen. It's something that food can never satisfy and you can have all the billions of dollars in the world, but you'll feel as empty as, I don't know, an Ohio State bar after that Michigan game in 2021 <laughs> if you don't have the Lord in your life. So, <laughs> As empty as I felt walking out of that stadium by myself yes. with the snow falling down. <laughs> the cinematic exit. Oh, it was. By PDB. It, felt like a, it felt like a bad, bad ending to a movie. <laughs> <laughs> bad ending for you, best for me. Exactly. But yeah. Well, that is the first episode of season two in the books. Let's go. Let's go. It's exciting. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's, it's here. I'm. I'm excited. It's going to be even. Even. You know. More. It'll feel more different after this episode. This episode honestly will feel a lot like season one, but this is what we needed to kind of kickstart this move and, you know, kind of final, final Even, offering for me is I hope you, you as a listener are able to just have a deeper trust in God after this episode. Cause I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, I would say too, like something that is, um, stood out to me from this episode is just hopefully everybody had a, a variety of scripture. They could turn back to if you, I think if you go to any point in this episode, you're, we're going to be citing some sort of some section of scripture. So that's yeah. a good, uh, just good thing for this episode. And I already, I don't know. I like the structure we had here and looking forward to the season. So 
if you guys enjoyed the episode, um, we can kind of do the outro here and then we'll just pray and just wrap it up. Or actually, uh, Peter, do you want to pray this episode? If not, I can start us off. I can. I'd be happy to. Sure. Yeah. God, I just want to thank you for just this opportunity to to come back together after kind of a month or so, however long it's been since last recording, and just really get right back to where we were and even start moving towards, you know, bigger things for your kingdom, Lord. Not not for Joseph or myself, but truly, truly for you, Lord, and pray that you would continue to keep that the focus. I, I pray for this episode, over this episode specifically, that it would reach everybody who needs to hear it, that there would be something that each person, each listener can take from this episode, whenever that might have been. Obviously, the main thing being, Lord, just to trust you with, with our finances, which ultimately are, are yours at the end of the day. So um, just thank you for, for all that you do provide for us, because like like we talked about here, you do provide what we need if we seek first your kingdom and righteousness. I pray that you would, especially that verse, and there's a lot of other stuff, but I feel like that one to me is what stood out when I heard it in church a couple weeks ago. And even from just talking today is seek first his kingdom and righteousness and you will have everything you need. I know I didn't quote it exactly right there, but Lord, I pray that you would just stamp that on everybody's heart that's listening to this episode and on, on Joseph and mine as well. And that we would just have a deeper trust in you. And I know it's it's one thing to say, oh, have a deeper trust. But Lord, I pray that you would make it just abundantly clear in our hearts and just evident and on display that we truly trust you with everything. And that we wouldn't fear tomorrow, but instead be simply aware and cognizant of it and have the understanding and the, the wisdom to to just make smart decisions with our money and to set it up so that we can benefit your kingdom in the future and provide provide for, for our loved ones. And again, I just pray that there would be something from this episode that we can we can take from this and thank you for, for the opportunity to just dive so deeply into your word, kind of all, all over a lot of different places in it and pull pull so much. And just thank you for the for the blessing to be able to do this. Pray that you would Bless, bless everybody who hears this episode and uplift people who need to be uplifted and just provide just inspiration for everybody who, who maybe needed some from this episode. And it's in Jesus' name that, that we pray. Amen. Lord, I want to pray as well for people who are listening to this episode that are hopeless and don't have you, um, that you'd open their eyes and that some of the principles we share in this episode would sink into their hearts and they would see the alignment with the truth and virtue and the word in their lives. Um, and how it correlates and just identifies with their conscience, Lord, and uh, their conscience is a witness to the truth of your word. And I pray that it would just rec- their their conscience would recognize it, their minds would be open, and their heart would be open to receive this truth and this word today. Uh, I pray that for wisdom and discernment and responsibility and good stewardship for all of us here, Lord, listening, or Peter and I, uh, this podcast with our finances and realize it's not our money that you've given us all we have and that our lives are not about money. Our lives are about serving you. And that is the main priority. So I pray that you just provide for all of us, Lord, provide for everybody who is serving you and um, desiring to do that with their life. And we just pray for wisdom for all who are listening to this episode. And we pray that this episode would go out and reach many people. We pray for new people to, to find a podcast and, 
get excited about it and share it. Lord, pray for opportunities to talk to guests and just really uh, allow our vision to come alive here in season two. Let's mm-hmm. pray you'd be with us in our mission here with True North. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, that is episode one in the books. That sounds weird, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> episode one of back, season two in the got books. transported back 19 months to when we released our first episode. <laughs> crazy, yeah. crazy. But it feels good too, though, because we're, we're turning a new chapter here. So yep. season one in the books. Um, season two. If you have underway. made it this far in the episode, you know how it goes by now. If you're a True North listener, <laughs> like and rate the podcast. Okay, go pull out your little phone, click on Spotify. It takes 15 seconds. <laughs> And rate the podcast. <laughs> and if, if you listen so this far in the episode, we know we know that you are a committed listener because we definitely we're definitely starting season two with a bit of a, a longer episode for sure. But I think there was a lot a lot of wisdom and just outlook for the future in this episode. A lot of a lot of really good stuff. Definitely, yeah, it was a fun one. But uh, yeah, like and rate the the podcast. Share this, like we said earlier. Share this episode with somebody who needs to hear it. Share this financial sense. It's not our wisdom; it's God's wisdom. Amen. Um, but yeah, if you guys made it this far, we appreciate you listening, tuning in. Make sure you stay tuned for next episode. We release episodes Thursdays at six thirty p.m. Eastern time. So be tuned in to your podcasting app at six thirty p.m. on Thursdays Eastern time. With that being said, we will see everybody next episode of season two. Have a good evening. Peace.